Welcome back to another episode of Everything and the Gym. I'm your host, Shelby, and we have an interview episode today. What is your name? My name is Patrick Christopher Castle Norman. <laughs> and why do you have so many names? You have to ask my mom about that one. But um, <laughs> the Norman last part of Norman um, is my dad's last name, and then the Castle part um, is from my uh, original family that I have. Well, I know you from the gym. I uh, try to go back and think about the first conversation um, I've had with this person. And I remember I've had multiple conversations with you and I have no idea what about. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I can pinpoint it and I can't. I, re I just remember talking to you. Do you remember our first conversation? I know there was like a little of like back and forth waves. You know, I'm that Long type of friendly ago. type of person. But I think the first conversation and it was and I, and I think I remember it was, hey, you should join the class. And I said, okay, cool. And I joined it. You're a big part of my class now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lovely class. Great I class. I appreciate it. I'm like, ooh, is Patrick coming to class today? I know there's vibes in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. How old are you? I'm 25 years old. And what do you do? So, um, I'm a rapper and a slash influencer. So I've been doing this for almost like five to six years. Um, but I obviously have a, a nine to five as well. Um, so, but like this has been, ever since I got out of high school, this has been just a, a career path that I've always wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. And so it just led me to this. How, how do you get into that? Into rap? Yeah, like, what decisions do you have to make to be like where you are right now? Um, it depends. I know for me, um, rapping has always been in my life anyway because of the fact that the music that I listen to, you know, old music that I listen to, but um, getting into that kind of mindset and that mode to get into a studio and start making music, it's a it's not a difficult kind of task but it is a, a mindset where you have to kind of fill in and make sure that whatever song you're trying to put out there it has to be in a specific way to where you're trying to be the best at the song and mm -hmm. so I think that's how I usually do it you know um, going in from studio times uh, I just get this clear conscience of like being more um, what am I trying to you know portray to my fans that I have and so mm -hmm. that's how I usually do it so, do you record here in Angelo? Yes, I have a friend. His name's Mike. He's been in the um, recording game for like almost five years. He has a cousin that makes music too, but he just has his own studio at his house. And so, um, we have like a little click type of deal. And so, um, that's where I usually go to. So, what is your nine to five? Um, so I work at the Circuit uh, Breaker. It's the arcade bar. Oh. Yeah. So if y'all, anyone that wants to come <laughs> join, they have like arcades for free. It's um, kid friendly through like four to nine. And then usually adults come afterwards and stuff. So it's fun. They got nostalgic games. They got everything. You name it. That's 
was not expecting that. Yeah. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an assistant manager there. So I just got this job like not even a month or two. So I've been kind of getting used to this handyman work and making yeah. sure I'm doing my duties. And so I feel like that title assistant manager makes me feel some type of way. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Have you always been active? As far as like just the gym? Um, fitness related. So did you play sports in the high school? Are you, has it always been a part of your life? Did you like dip off? Right. Um, I know, I think it started when I moved in San Angelo. Um, I think it was in the fourth grade and I think it was either between the sixth grade when I actually started getting into sports because my mom always wanted me to. And then my brother, he's a Mm -hmm. big fanatic about sports he's he played football like when he was younger and um and he was just like a a great football player so I kind of wanted to do the same I just didn't know what kind of route I was going to get into so I got into the football and I I think it was the uh, YMCA in the sixth grade I played with the team called the Fighting Irish and so that's when I first started doing sports Mm -hmm. and ever since then I've kind of been active as far as just doing sports whether it's football basketball gym whatever the case may be mm-hmm. so when did you switch to like obviously after sports when did it switch to your first walk like into a gym i think it was still in high school it was in i think 11th grade because at that time i was trying to try out for the basketball team and I had a best friend, I still have a best friend um, that uh, plays basketball too, and he's on varsity, and he always trains with his dad. And so I was interested because I was like, I want to do what he's doing because obviously it's working for him. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I first asked him, like, hey, is it cool if I join in with you and training and stuff, him and his dad was cool with it. And so um, we would go to True Fit. So that was the first gym I went to. And so when I first was in there, it was like, uh, oh, this is how a gym looks like. Okay, cool. And so yeah. that's how everything kind of started. Yeah, they have the basketball gym there. Yeah. Too. So yeah. that's a selling point for some. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things you've learned about yourself since starting like fitness? Like in the fitness field, I know for me, uh, ever since high school, um, when that the fitness journey started, um, I realized that I had a, a potential of growing into this mindset of like, hey, if I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be good at something, whether it's sports, whether it's being athletic, whether it's being more, um. Uh, discipline on trying to become better at doing stuff, whether it's lifting weights, I have to kind of have this uh, ideal um, grind in me. And so I think that's what it was instilled in me was just the hard work at first. And so I, I always knew I had it. I just didn't know when it was going to come out and eventually it did. And so, and it, it's, it's ironic to me because now that I'm looking at it I'm like, I look for so many years that I've been in a gym and I'm like, I feel like I'm a gym like junkie now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty much, I think for that part, um, 
I think also the discipline as well. You know, there's just days, you know, I think everyone can relate when you getting up at a certain time in the morning. If you, you go to the early and you're just like, do I want to go? Maybe I can skip this day or maybe I shouldn't go. But then those thoughts like kind of create this, you know, outcome for you to be like, you know what? Like, it just forces me to be like, all right, I'm not listening to my thoughts today. I'm actually going to the gym. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. Wow. Would you say you have grown more confident outside of your life because of the gym? Like, outside, not outside of your life. We're not, like, exiting life. Um, Outside of the gym, do you feel like you're more confident in, like, your rapping and... Most definitely, I agree. Um, I think so because um, I know there was a point of a at a time where, um, again, even in the fitness, like when I was like into the fitness at an earlier state around like high school, and then obviously after high school, I was still in it, but not as much. But um, I think um, it was the last relationship I had. I think that deteriorated everything for me to kind of even push harder which is crazy everyone like has a like a backstory of why they would go like you know to the gym even more what what made them like obsessed but um I know going through trials and tribulations in my life um I felt like the gym was more of a safe haven for me because there was so much that I went through and and during that time the only way I can get it out the only way I can get out those emotions or uh the feeling of like um, as if it's a safe place for me to feel more confident in myself was the gym. And so I think the, the gym is always a big part of my life because of so much the, uh, staging of the years that I've had of growing. Mm -hmm. And like, I see it from like day to day and it's crazy to me. Like, um, just, you know, life is like in a, like a snapshot, like it just, comes and it goes and so I feel like you know you know during the times of of me being 25 and like I still got more years to live if God says so you know that like um I just see like the gym always being a a very like a good resourceful thing for me and if I ever left the gym I feel like things would I don't know I don't know what would happen so it just probably wouldn't be a good thing so I'm glad that like the gym has always been part of my life you know Mm -hmm. it's a (laughs) non-negotiable agreement yeah I that's something I have told Taryn before is it amazes me that you're 25 and every time I've talked to you you've had something just like motivational or inspiring to say so that's awesome that the gym is like that for you right it's a good place to have that yeah thank you for i appreciate it most definitely and yeah i know obviously like from you know from now to like back in the day i know if how i talk now you wouldn't believe how i this wouldn't been if you see how i was back in the day you'd have been like oh that's a different type of person and i think that's it's crazy to me and so like you know when people say I'm like kind of inspirational and I have a lot of friends a lot of people that tell me that I'm like well there's a backstory to it you know so what is that backstory I know for me 
Um, well, it, it all started with just being um, moving here. Um, I know my mom was adopted at a certain um, age. Um, we never knew about it because we're not from here. We're from San Antonio. And so, you know, living my life as a young kid, just being mysterious, trying to be a kid. And then uh, we stayed with uh, my grandma, which she's passed away. Uh, her name was Grant, uh, Nancy Bivens Castle. That's where I got my castle mm-hmm. name from. And so um, we have family out there. And um, she always took care of us. She always made sure we had something to eat. And, you know, sometimes when my mom had to go to work and she couldn't take care of me, obviously she was like a registered nurse. So her times and her uh, time schedules was just kind of off. So she couldn't just fully like focus on me most of the time, me and my brother. And so my grandma would uh, be there at those times. And so um, it was really warming to have a grandma to really have that. And, and even at their age, because she was like a, at least 84, 85, you know, during that, those times that I've kind of gotten to the more sensible understanding of like what are, <laughs> you know, what, what are families for? And like, you know, having that blessing was a, a good thing. And so I think it was in February, I can't remember the day exactly, but I know it was around 2008 that she had passed away. Um, It's a crazy story. Um, I know um, it was a one morning I went to school, well, I was going to school. My mom woke me up and she told me to wake my grandma up. I tried to shake my grandma, tried to wake her up. She wouldn't wake up. I think that's when like life, like, flash before my eyes because that's when I think reality hit right there because it like you know knowing that she didn't wake up I mean it was it was time for her to go it was just like a bad like scenario and but um that kind of shook me because I've never experienced that so that's that was a, a rough time dealing with that the funeral and stuff like that and I know during those that time and trying to figure out what we're going to do from there, it was kind of rough, especially for my mom. Like, you know, we grew up in just the project, so we didn't know what to do. We didn't have the money for nothing. Yeah, we had the family and stuff like that, but it's just a rough time to kind of figure out what's the next move. And um, I think it was a couple months after a lady had called my mom, and apparently, I can't remember who what, is she, what her job was, but apparently she helps uh, foster uh, kids or adopted kids find uh, their mothers or like people that you know actually like grew up with their, their actual mom and their fa- their biological father, and apparently she had found um, um, my mom uh, my mom's mom and so my mom didn't believe it at first because obviously we just lost our our grandma but uh, they had a talk on the phone and I guess she was like still. It was still like an, like a shocking moment because she actually realized, and then she asked the family out there, "Is it true?" And they're like, "Yeah, it is true. You are adopted. We just didn't want to tell you because you know, apparently back in the day, they don't play about like having secrets being said. Like you know, I think mm-hmm. if any 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 older generations, we have this like respect in a way where like you know the yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, and like mindset where it's like you just do what you're supposed to do, you know? And so that happened. 
she came, my grandma, which her, her name's uh, Teresha Bush now, uh, she came down with her car and we just grabbed our stuff and she just told us to come move to San Angelo. So that was the first, that was the first kind of like deal with me because I've had friends out there, but um, I just still didn't know what was my purpose. You know, mm-hmm. I was new to the Angelo area. Um, I remember going to school at Reagan Elementary in, in, in at that time. And it was so weird. Like, I just didn't know if I could fit in. I was trying to fit in with people. And I think that's another part that, like, struck me, too, because I had to realize I don't know if I was, like, that type of person that people are going to be cool with or not. And so that always had to, um, was always intrusive in my thoughts because I didn't know if I could fit in or not. Um, but I met a friend of mine, which his name's Christian. Um, and we've been tight like ever since. And so ever since then it's been good for that. Um, but I know going a little bit more further just to kind of not even speed up the process, but uh, speed up the process. Um, it's more, I know with my life, I feel like everyone has those like life stages that they go through and you just like, you don't, you don't know what's going to come up next. Like you don't know how it's going to be. You don't know what the feeling for it is. And I feel like my life has been into like a movie, like, you know, so I know there's a, there's a long process to go. Um, but I know like, you know, losing my fingers was a big part of my life too. And so what happened? Good. That's a good question. (gasps) Um, so I was working at a job with my brother. I think I just got up out of high school and my mom wanted me to work at a job that was a good pay, uh, pay, a good paying, decent job. Um, actually a high paying, decent job. And so my brother worked at a place uh, called uh, the Texas Packing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically, it's like a slaughterhouse. And so I worked there and I kind of already knew I didn't want to work there because I was like, ah, there's, there's too much craziness going on in there. It just seemed, you know, cows getting slaughtered. And mm-hmm. re- recipes to the cows. But, <laughs> but like, um, Working there, I had to work at a specific area where I had to use a, a like a, a saw, like slash dehorner for the horns for the cows. And so working there for a couple months, I was still in like, a, I don't know if I want to work here. I don't know if I do, but the money was good. And so I think it was, I don't know, I can't recall, but I know it was a month after and it was on a Friday and they they hire a lot of people that they hire anybody, anyone, like anyone you can imagine. They can hire people that don't have a educational background, like recovering addicts. So it was just a bad kind of like environment anyway. And so there was a dude that that was, they just hired, was working there and he was working on the same floor as I was. And so it was on a Friday. Um, I think it was after lunch. And I was doing my duties, and there's a saw, like I said, that cuts down the the horns, and it goes like in between, and that's all it does. But it's it, it's like very very sharp. Um, and I 
think if I can recall, my hand was like right in the middle of it. Um, and there are these buttons that you have to use. You have to use them. And so all I remember, I think I either dropped my knife or something. If we kind of butcher the cows, I dropped it. And the dude was that was close, he was him. I don't know if he pushed it or he just fell on it. I, don't know, I can't recall. But I saw, like, the machine, like, closing in. So I just, like, tried to, you know, it was, like, a quick reaction, but it was too late. And so, like, my fingers was, like, cut deep, like, really, really deep. And, like, worst traumatic pain I could ever go through. Mm -hmm. And all I remember was that going to the hospital at Shannon, waiting for hours to figure out where they're what they're gonna do they didn't have anybody on the on the call to do any surgeries so they you know they told they told us that they would take us to either dallas or san antonio to a military hospital and yeah that happened wow how long did that take to recover from huh well i know as far as the, i know at the depression state that i was I felt like being in that hospital when they did the surgery, it was quick and it was it was like right there. And I had to ask the question, did I lose my fingers? Because I felt it and they, they told me. And that, that stunned me even more because I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, you know, but I knew my mom was going through it because she didn't want this to happen. And mm -hmm. so um, I had that in the back of my head too. I mean, but for obviously for me, you know, those days in the hospital, I was just, like, depressed, and I didn't know what to do, but uh, going out of the hospital, I still had some type of hope, not entirely, but in a way, too, it was, like, I mean, now it happened, I can't do nothing about it, like, it's, it's something I gotta live with, and so, that's what, you know, going through that was more of a, it was, like, a triggering, tra traumatic thing that I couldn't, like just get over any second. Like just had to take months prior to months, even going through therapy and trying to physical therapy too. But I'm I'm great. I'm thankful for the friends that I had that was you know still here because they even tell me you know months prior or months after like the fact that I'm still trying to push through, even if it sucks, even if there's days I'm crying, even if there's days I'm trying to figure it out that they have uh that they have some type of like um motivation and uh kind of a what is the thing um they have a respect to the point where they believe I, I can like take them to places it's like that I inspire them mm -hmm. and so I just felt like those moments was like those moments of that's and then me trying to push through where I am today, it's just, it's astonishing of how far. I mean, obviously, like, God has a, a major role to that. But, yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's been a, it's been a struggle, but it's been a, a upcoming struggle. How, was that your dominant hand? No, thank oh, God. That's good. Uh, my dominant hand was I, my left hand. Not that it's good, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I got to relearn to brush my teeth. And oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you lift? Do you lift weights? Yes, I do. 
how difficult is that to hold on to heavy? I know when I first started, I couldn't because obviously the muscles and the tendons in my hand were like still trying to recover. So my mom wouldn't want to let me lift. I wanted to, but my friends told me like, just take your time. And so that kind of like, I don't know, like that messed me up a little bit. I was like, dang, I can't even lift. But finding out things that I could do um, during those, you know, those processing times of like rehabbing and pushing and pushing. And for some reason, I just overcame most of the stuff. And so I figured out a way to carry, like even with dumbbells, I have a way of holding them. Like I grab them. Usually you're supposed to grab the dumbbells in between the middle. With Mm -hmm. that hand, I grab it on like up of the top so I can have more grip. And so like it's a good thing because with these fingers here, um, apparently they say these two are your your most necessity fingers because that's where you kind of grip from. But these two have been so helpful. And I think the thumb obviously is the most kind of a good thing too. Does your hand hurt or do you have like phantom limb syndrome? Um, yes, I have a lot of phantom pain most of the time. It used to be bad when my, be prior to my, like, injury and, like, after too, um, especially in the cold, um, but, yeah, there's just days where it's, like, I still, like, feel as if they're there, but they're not, but they don't hurt as bad as, like, that. They hurt in the regards because the finger that they still attach to um that they they could attach it was this one i think is the index if i'm correct um that one's more agitated most times because when it's cold it's like and i can feel it and so like it's just like even when i get like frostbite in my hands i still feel it and so there's just days i'll just have to like get through it and i'm like ugh. like my friends is like your hands is cold or your hands is blue and i'm like i know can't do nothing about that so most of the times it's kind of like it's a rough it's a rough start for me for sure how long did you rehab i think it was for i want to say between like five to six months but i think that that was pretty much it just because of the fact that how fast i was getting through it and Mm -hmm. so yeah rehab wasn't it wasn't nice (laughs) yeah yeah sure it's quite painful yes so what kind of things do you do in the gym now? I've had conversations with you lately, and you have switched up entirely how you've been working out. So what do you do now? So I, I, I mostly – so I've been trying to get into calisthenics, um, and I have been doing it. So, But I also do a little bit of weightlifting, not – entirely but just a little bit because i've like heard about calisthenics really helping you be more muscular losing weight more just more body weight stuff and so i was like you know what let me try it because you know when i was younger hearing about doing push-ups in you know the gym or going to classes and you know having a gym um the gym period they'd be like y'all gotta do push-ups and i'm like do i really want to do push-ups no so like the thought of push-ups is like ugh you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to get over it somehow. So, like, doing stuff like that, it's been cool. So, it's not been 
the best. Like, you know, waking up, I'm like, oh, I got to do calisthenics today. What, what's on the schedule? <laughs> yeah, you're using an app, right? Yes. What app are you using? I think it's Better Me, I believe. So it's a it's a great app. It's for, I think it's like for starters. And then like there's more advanced stuff that you can do with calisthenics. But hopefully I can get there. We'll see how it works. I'll be mm-hmm. seeing a lot of influencers that I follow that be doing so much craziness. And I'm like, when can I get there? Like, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. skip through the process already. <laughs> I'll teach you ride and we'll trade. You teach me calisthenics. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you doing? Because you mentioned it to me yesterday. What else are you trying? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got, um, I'm a big MMA fan. I don't know if y'all know. It's like mixed martial arts. Just like fighting stuff. But uh, I've had friends that got into it. And so I'm into I'm doing this program. It's like Muay Thai. It's just like boxing slash like kickboxing with elbows and stuff like that. And so I just got into it because I know beginning of. No, it was not beginning. It was like the last the end of last year. I got into like um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I started getting into those classes with like wrestling and stuff and so i was just wanting to get more into the boxing scene just because i seen friends do it influencers do it and i'm just like you know what i wanted to try it because i feel like it's just another thing that's like that adds more discipline to me and like it's just like you know i don't use it for fighting or nothing but it's just like um it's just like a more of a um i feel like it's just like a um how can i say like fighting my demons you know so that's what i that's how i use it so mm-hmm. i just started like this past week and i mean after this interview i'm gonna go to the gym and do it so you said it's kicking your butt yes it is <laughs> and it's like uh my arms my waist everything i'm just sore and i'm just like oh more stretching for me to do so yeah. but it, it, it's it's fun how bad was ride class with that it that wasn't soreness it wasn't too bad i i'm gladly i stretched because if i didn't i'd probably feel it mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh now, now i have to like get, get through it but i feel like i'll be okay it's just the soreness kicks in sometimes yeah so i'm used to just being sore anyway and get to the gym and i'm just like in that like awe moment like mm-hmm. here we go again mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so where are you now, and where do you think you're going? Where are you now in life, and where do you think you're going? That's a great question. I know going through, you know, life itself has been more of a a life lesson and a, of like a storyline of, but uh, I know prior to what we we're talking about like you know going through the hard times with my finger injury and trying to get through there I think that's what I was needed now it may sound like oh, I don't know you know because I don't think no one needs to go through pain like that but um everyone hears the, those sayings like you know pain when there's pain and suffering there's victory at the end somewhere like there's like the the end of like end of the road of like victory and so I felt at that time it was more of a um just digesting all the the trials and tribulations and so but I know last year I feel like that was my breaking year because I got into this uh 
you know, self-improvement mindset. And I never, never took this approach because I was never taught, you know, I didn't, I was raised with no father, you know, yeah, I had my mom, but I didn't have someone to be like, hey, like, you know, as a father to try to teach me about being a disciplined man or high value man and trying to, you know, cater to understanding what it is to be a man in these, you know, time eras and stuff. And so, um, I don't know, I just came across videos about, you know, hey, like, and maybe it's like time for me to switch the gear and you know, I've learned a lot through last year, you know, um, I had to get into a lot of things like reading books in high school in middle school. I didn't like reading, never did. I don't even know how I even got brought up to reading, but, um, I remember the first book I bought last year and it was, uh, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill by far best book I've ever read. And I think ever since then, I've been like a a book nerd. So I be buying books and books and books mm-hmm. and books. And I'm like, and it's funny to me because I used to like be the person. I'm like, oh, this person got some book. How how weird is that? And it's just, it just, now it's like, <laughs> it's reflecting on me now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm laughing at myself at the end of the day. So yeah. getting to books was great. Um, I also got into this thing called like meditation and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's been helpful for me because I know as, you know, human beings, we get into our emotional state and we don't sit within ourselves to figure out what's really wrong with us. You know, we have like 3000 thoughts that go through our head and we're just on the go. And so learning the meditation and getting into that meditation, um, practicing and mindfulness it just put me into a whole nother gear because it was kind of scary at first because I'm like well I don't know what to expect but when I started doing it more it was like a oh this is very like helpful like this is really really helpful no one ever taught me this Mm -hmm. so meditation has been a a very 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 like tool that I use to this day do you do you meditate every day I um I try to every day. Um, sometimes I try to force myself because I feel like it's important. Um, but most of the times, if I don't feel like it, I won't. But I try to attend to because I feel like it's very needed for me. Because you know, again, I'm always on the go, and maybe there's times I need to sit down with five to ten minutes of my time and just sit down and just enjoy the the stillness that I'm in. And so I try to at least Monday through Fridays. Mm-hmm. Do you use an app or do you, are you like, I'm sitting down and I'm doing it myself? Um, in 2023, I use this app called Gaia and they had like a, they had all type of spiritual like things, awakenings, um, religions all type of stuff so i used that and that opened my eyes even more because i would get into documentaries about the stuff and so i used that but i felt within that time of using that app i mean and the, like the, the website there was so much information i was getting and so it was great but it was just like you you get more information and you're like okay so if this is this 
damn, what is this? You know, and so I was like getting caught in this, um, trying to figure out why is everything everything. And mm-hmm. so I had to step away from that because I was like, in order for me to continue to grow, like there's a there's a there's a thin line between having knowledge and wisdom. And I had to learn that, you know, mm-hmm. having knowledge. I thought, oh, well, knowledge is great. That's what the most important thing to do. I mean, it is. But having wisdom is 10 times better knowing things that you don't know it's it's a, it's just like a it's a snowball effect and it's crazy yeah i feel like you're preaching to me now <laughs> all the things that i need to be hearing <laughs> 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 where are you now i feel like i'm still trying to find my identity and I know I think everyone's trying to find their identity, but I know for me, I want to find it because I know, like, I'm at an age where, you know, I'm in in my mid-20s, and, you know, the, I think that's when I'm growing more, and and so trying to figure that out and understand where that's going to lead me and all the things that I've done prior to just, like, becoming the best version of myself or trying to be the best version of myself um i just want to attend to that but i've i've realized again like you know no one's perfect so like there's days where i'm trying to be disciplined and there's days i'm i'm not going to be but and i have to like learn that for myself sometimes because i'm so harsh on myself about it because you know getting into this self um improvement mindset i've seen a lot of people on social media get through it and be like oh well it's easy it's, it's easier said than done and and so i'm like well if it's easy it should be easier for me but it's still a process you know getting from you I, I just learned this last year so for me to get better at it you know by the end of the year and be the best at it i, I think that's blasphemy blasphemy for me so mm-hmm. i need to be more um in the present moment because I have a tendency of just looking for the future, and then sometimes I'm bringing it back to the past, and I had to learn that, and I'm still having to learn that, so mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to me, but I think right now I'm at a moment where I'm still trying to figure out who I am, but I know eventually it's going to come. It'll come to me, you know. Um, I think there's a saying, for those that wait, uh, like, great things will come to you, mm-hmm. and so, like, I feel like I just have to wait. It's patience. And so I, I'm very bad at patience, but it, it's crazy. Like, I've had to learn a lot of patience last year and still this year. Mm-hmm. So. What, what kind of characteristics do you look for in friends? Because I feel like you have a mature mindset over some that are around your age. So what characteristics do you look for, like, in a friend? Right. Um, I feel like being outgoing, um, being able to be self-aware of like your surroundings. I mean, and obviously trying to be able being, um, coachable, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the friends that I have are very coachable and like they taught me before I even got into this, you know, thing of this self-improvement, you know, ideal because you know they taught me that hey like there's sometimes you're not gonna know everything and there was a time though i thought i knew everything 
but I had to get, you know, back into reality and be like, no, I don't know everything. So having friends that have that mindset, but I think also the most important thing is the, the love that they have, you know, the care that they have. And like, I'm a, I tend to attract to people that have that because that's how my heart is. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, I just always grew up as a person that likes to be around people and make sure everyone else is good. And so seeing that in other people, it's like, it brings happiness to me because I know that's how I was brought into who I am today Mm -hmm. and who I was years ago and who I, who I am going to be. And so. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) So, where do you want to be in five years? Things can change, but where, right now, standing where you are, when you're 30, what do you want life to look like for you? Um, I guess in a materialistic way, I'll give you two, two ways. In a materialistic way, I want to be where as financially free as I possibly can, you know, being that person, like having, being an entrepreneur and stuff, and I see myself, you know, grinding to getting there just because I have like a lot of ideas I've always getting into research, trying to get into this um, out of a nine to five rat race and just trying to be the person I want to be. Um, but internally, I see myself being spiritually woken and just because, you know, you know, times is really crazy right now. Um a lot of bad things are happening and people don't um people are either oblivious to it or people are not but i know that you know there are things that if it's it's just coming we don't know what's going to happen to this world we don't know what's going to happen to us so the best thing i would want for me to be is to be on my best behavior but being my best version of myself and just being able to understand um, God and its universe and what it has for me and like um, I know everyone has a, a way of saying how God is and especially like religion and stuff but how I usually see it like you know I grew up as a Christian but it just digressed a little bit um, a little into just like into this idea where um, God can be the universe God can be something that's like big we don't know what he looks like it could be a he she who who knows um and i've always gotten into um angel numbers and it's happened last year and i've seen them more and more and i still see them to this day and i'm like i don't know if it's contradicting to me because i'm like well i don't believe it but then there's times when i see them especially when there's like thought patterns that come into my head and i'll see one 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 or seven 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 within this month i've been seeing a lot with that and those numbers basically was telling me that you're on the right path just continue like it's supposed to be like it's like luck slash everything that's you you are you're training to be it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna like reap you know the benefits for you mm-hmm. so that's how i see myself mm-hmm. i feel like your mindset now is probably a lot of positive self-talk do you, do you still struggle with like negative self-talk yes i do and i i tend not to talk about it too much because it's like 
I guess that's a me problem. But then I've heard like, you know, even everyone needs someone to have, you know, everyone needs an ear to listen or someone that needs to like vent to. And so, you know, I'm still working on that more and more because uh, I know there was a time where I'd be so, you know, prideful and ego about, well, I don't know if people are going to understand me because I'm, I go through differently what, you know, others go through. But then again, I'm mistaken, you know, for that because I don't know what anyone else is going through. They could be going through something 10 times worse. So in that perspective, I put myself into a, a different threshold of understanding, well, hey, it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to be mad and angry or whatever the case may be, you know, case scenario, like emotions that you're building up. But um, from there and to that point, you know, you learn from it and then you grow and you figure out what is the best thing to do, especially when times are rough and things come out of nowhere. And so I feel like, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) What is your, what is your biggest struggle right now? My biggest struggle. Your biggest struggle. Like today, what is your biggest struggle? I think it's just the discipline and but also being in the present moment. Like I'm so looking ahead of time. I'm trying to be like, Oh, I'm gonna get there or mm-hmm. I, you know. And it's it's good to have vision for sure. But I feel like being uh, taking it day by day by day by day. And again, it goes back to that patience. I think this it's a patience type of thing. But um, I think it just all goes into patience. I mean, like I said, everyone's not very born with discipline. It, it takes time for discipline. But with that takes patience. With that takes persistence. With that takes determination and hard work and courage and everything you can imagine. And so that's how I see it. So switching from your biggest struggle, what is your... What is something you've done that you're really proud of yourself for? I felt I'm really more proud of the person I'm becoming. Um, I know, you know, a couple years ago, I would look at the things that I've done that I'm proud of, but I think anyone's capable of doing big things. So I look at that as just a part of your life. It's just, I feel like, the person I've become is going to be more, uh, more efficient on, on what I'm trying to get to or who I'm trying to be, and so, I think that's what I'm proud of because, like I said, I've came a long way, you know, from going through the projects, having no friends, trying to fit in, trying to do what everybody else is doing, not knowing who I am as, and trying to figure out my identity as going through that that big you know leap of the injury that I had until now I think that's I think that's what makes me feel more better about myself because Mm -hmm. it's like I know I can you know I go through a lot of like small wins and even big accolades you know everyone can do it so even if it is like a a thing for me where I want to I mean of course I definitely do like I definitely want to see the goals you know be in fruition but it all just falls back to the person I want to be. And I think that's what I want to, you know, before I die and before my time ends, I want to make sure that I did everything I possibly can. And so 
for me to be the better person, for me to share the love and just, you know, have that being just a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. <laughs> 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 All right. We are going to get into some rapid fire questions. Okay. I did not send these questions to you. So it is the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm scared. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How much protein do you eat a day? How much protein? Yeah. It's probably low. I ain't going to cap. It's probably low. It needs to be higher, but it's probably low. I tried to last year, but having those meal preps, I just be like, oh, feel like I'm just <laughs> gaining more weight of eating more protein and I'm like stuffing it. But like, I tried to at least have. 150. At okay. least. At least. Okay. Are you okay saying how much you weigh? How much do you weigh? I think 203, 204. Okay. 150 is so. not terrible. Yeah. 200 grams of protein is a lot to eat. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you telling I'm me. trying to get to 135 <sighs> every day, and I'm like, oh, protein bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Those pastries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take pre-workout? No. Not no more. Because I think I don't know which one I used to buy, but there is a specific one I used to buy, and it made me itch. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. That- nope, nope, nope. I don't need to do that. It's just uh, it's a weird feeling. I feel like if I wake up already, that's the energy I already have. And I just go to the gym before I just be complacent and just be like, okay, never mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite lift or exercise? I think the biceps, bicep curls. I using, thought you were gonna say the bike. I was about to. Yeah. I mean the <laughs> bike. Is, yeah, the bike is a it's a second thing. You know, I get I get into it. You, you don't know. have to lie. No, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> bicep curls, though. Yeah, biceps. Yeah. It's just, I mean, legs is great too, but my biceps, I, I'm trying to grow them as much. My legs, I already got the big legs, so I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> what is, well, I guess this kind of goes into that. What is your favorite muscle? So, like, when you look in the mirror, which muscle are you like, okay, like, it's, I got this? It's the buys. It's the buys. <laughs> I think everything else, I mean, I know having an aesthetic body is the most important thing to, I I want to have it, and I'm it's coming pretty soon, but yeah. right now, just the bias. Do you bias. train abs? So, I try to every other day, I need to, I mean, I think core, I mean, when you're doing legs, you're doing core too, but obviously, abs workouts are supposed to need it, and so, now that I'm getting into this Muay Thai stuff, I know I'm going to have to add that to it and there's gonna be days when my abs are just good because i remember times i would work on it a lot and i have a strong core but i'd be like oh like this don't feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd rather be sore anywhere else but my abs no bueno <laughs> that is the one place where i'm like please be sore please be sore please be sore because then i know i like really got them <laughs> <laughs> so what is your least favorite lift or exercise it's got to be the legs legs yeah uh, i think everyone hates legs but i mean i i don't know it just depends for me i hate them i'll do them i'm not gonna skip them but i hate them i'm like Ugh. 
legs. <laughs> I walk on my feet. Why do I need to do legs all of a sudden? <laughs> well, you could start learning to walk on your hands, and then <laughs> your biceps will play a part. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. You got a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what is something you eat every single day? Um, I tend to go to Chipotle most of the time. <laughs> I'll try to get some chicken sandwiches made, and I don't know. It's it's it 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 differs for me. Um, I'm trying to get into this, the vegan route. I don't know how I'm gonna get into it, but I mean, I've seen a lot of ugh, backfire. So I try to get into the fruits and veggies and yeah. stuff like that. But we'll we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that discipline part is still gonna come in and creeping on me. So I'm like, ugh. But what is your Chipotle order? It's the chicken bowl. I don't like the burritos. No. It's the chicken bowl. Do you track your macros with like when you order through Chipotle? Sometimes I do. I know. I know. Usually getting fifty grams of protein because a lot they throw a lot of chicken there. I tell them to double it, even with the beans. <laughs> but um, I usually do. So I know most of the time I don't track it because then if I do, then I'm like, oh, I still got more to track to. Then I'm like, oh, now I gotta eat this and I gotta eat that and I gotta eat that. And I'm like, <laughs> what easy. a problem to have. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a hard problem. I know last year doing the meal prep and stuff, it was so much for me. I'm like, Sundays I would have to cook everything. I'm like, uh, no, I'm never doing this again. If I am, I'm gonna pre-order my foods. <laughs> it's demanding. <laughs> it definitely is. What is something you do intentionally every day? intentionally so it could be like when you wake up you're like oh i have to do this or like something that you make time for every single day i usually read my bible in the morning i try to stay away from my phone but the phone has been i think that's everyone's distraction so i wake up and i'm like oh it's five in the morning let me go ahead and swipe and i'm like i try to have that tendency to be like throwing my phone on the i'm like no i don't need to see that but then I need my phone because that's where my alarm clock goes. Mm-hmm. And I have to turn it off. So I'm like, do I need my phone? Do I not need my phone? <laughs> but That's something I've been slowly working on. It is so hard to like nip in the butt. It's <laughs> the phone. Picking it up. Setting yeah. it down. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Uh, you currently, or earlier, said that you read books. What are you currently reading? So... I just finished uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Great, great book. Um, I think I'm reading it's, um, I don't know if I can remember. I can't recall. I've been reading so much books. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's, uh, it's too good to feel this bad. It's like an, or- an orthodox way of living. I can't remember who the person is. I, I'll have to tell y'all later. But it's a good book. It's a great book. It it put me into another like, wow, this is what I didn't know, or like this is what's something I can work towards. And so that's a good book I've been reading. I am gonna have to uh, find that one. I am currently looking for a book. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So if you had your own gym, what is your number one must have? Like, if you were building your own gym, what is the first thing you'd be like, we have to have this? 
I mean, I think every everything I would need in the gym is everything I need. I think a must have is the energy. The people need to be energetic. I don't I don't want I don't want no Hello. Welcome to our gym. No, I need I need people to be new customers and they be like, Man, this gym is dope. How do you how do you make a gym dope? I feel like having something new, but obviously that energy, bringing that energy, helping people out, whatever they need, you know, being a, the pat on their back. If you're like, hey, you got it. You can squat 400 pounds. Hopefully, if, if someone can squat 400 pounds, that they must be really strong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, being that person to, like, encourage, you know. I know sometimes in the culture, we go to the gym and everybody got their headphones on. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I need to have mine too because I don't want no one talking. <laughs> if they don't want nobody else talking, then I don't want nobody talking. And if they do, <laughs> then nine, nine out of ten, I do talk to people. So I'm still contradicting myself. So I'm like, eh, I'm cool with everybody. So you're saying we bring a DJ? We could. <laughs> I feel I'd still be more distracting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into if. You could give anybody in your life honorable mention. It could be somebody you've seen that has done something great and you just want to give them honorable mention. It can be somebody that means something to you, um, somebody that has impacted you, whether you've met them or not. Who's your honorable mention? I'd say my mom. I mean, she's done the best she can to raise me, my brother, my nieces, my nephews. I know she goes through a lot, but... I feel like she's my hero in my heart. And there's days where we butt heads, but that's, you know, that's a mom and son type of thing. But I love her to death, so that's my honorable mention. And I hope she sees this and be cries a little bit. Not too much, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mom, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send it to her, though. Yes, I will. <laughs> uh all right, last question. Okay. If you could give advice to anybody out there right now, what kind of advice would you give? I think the advice I would give to anyone is be you, um, live life, and just know that everything's going to be okay. You just got to figure it out. Life is just like a, a, a maze. You just got to continue to keep pushing and no matter how big the obstacles are or how much you got to work towards it, you just got to finish through, you know. If we're living every day, there's something to live for. And I feel like we're on this earth for a reason, so why not push through to get where you need to get to? So. Okay, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for joining me today. Of course, it, it was it was it was cool to join the the, the podcast. I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do you have any last words? Not that I know of. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. It was my honor <laughs> to host you. Thanks for watching. Make sure you download, like, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok and YouTube at Everything in the Gym. You can also listen to our audio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, have a beautiful day, friends. Bye! Later.